sometimes it feels like uh, there's a whole lot of crazy and not a lot of calm. And so it's good to have somebody to say, you know what, um, you're not the first parent to go through this middle school thing for your kids and you won't be the last one either. So just hang in there. Beth Moore says there's a reason why God didn't make children be born as teenagers. Yeah. Because <laughs> you want to love them for a while before you're ready for them to leave. Oh, I thought you were going to say you wanted them to survive the next generation. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for joining us for another great episode of The Bridge Podcast. We're glad that you could join us. Today's topic is a middle school parent's guide. And I've got to tell you, Mark, I started researching this and I, I went from... I'll be able to find all the answers I need on the internet too. I am terrified and I'm not sure if I want my daughter to grow up. <laughs> so, um, we're joined by Mark Dickey of the Afternoon Show. Hey, hey. It's good to see you. I'm Andrew Jackson, Director of Marketing, and we have Bill and Denise from The Morning Show. How Hello. are you both doing? Wonderful. Uh, well, thank you. going to lean on you as, as the experts here because... The old people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I wasn't going to... Experience is how I like to put it. But you both have been through the middle school ringer before. Yeah, Um, and I'm there again. You are. Yeah. Your daughter, Mary, right? Yes, she's 11. Amelia is uh, going to be 10. So um, we're heading into that territory as well. Denise, your daughter and son are both graduated from high school. They're out of there. Yeah, Yeah, I think about middle school uh, and I... (laughs) Like a hurricane comes up in my mind of just a whirlwind of emotions and activities and growth. And it's, it's such a hard time Mm -hmm. uh, because kids are, you know, they, they're realizing that they're can do more things on their own Mm -hmm. and they want to, but then they also fight the, I still want to, you know, I still want to be hugged a little bit. Right. Not in public. Not in public. (laughs) Well, listen, before we unpack this, it sounds like it is a a jumble, but before we unpack this, I want to tell you someplace else you can unpack. Mm. Boardwalk Plaza Hotel, Victoria's Restaurant, are a great place to get away. Maybe From your middle schooler. Yeah. (laughs) Put a head right there. Date night. If you need a break. So, no, but really, it's a wonderful location for locals. It's a beautiful Victorian um, hotel, and they have a beautiful a boardwalk position they're right in Rehoboth you can look out over the beach and over the sea it's awesome and they have um, dining seven days a week so whenever you want to go up there you sure can either to get away for a short break or if you uh, wanted to take an overnighter um, you should head up there to the boardwalk plaza hotel and enjoy Victoria's restaurant visit them online boardwalkplaza.com now Mark you you don't have kids just yet no but I am the most recently I was most recently in middle school. Yes. That's, <laughs> and was, there's that. I was trying to edge up to it. I wasn't sure how I was going to say it, but yeah. Now, um, do they still do pogs in middle school? That's what we had when I was in middle school. That was the cool thing. What is a pog? Pog, yeah. it was a little disc um, of cardboard. Today's and equivalent would be trading cards. Yeah, like Pokemon maybe might yeah. be the thing, right? Yeah. Never yeah. Heard of it. Yeah, you would no. bounce your pogs. Okay, okay like marbles. Wow. You remember marbles? <laughs> Shooting marbles? Vaguely. No. Do you remember that? 
Jacks. Jacks. Yeah. Hoop. Hoop and stick. Hoop and stick. No, I'm just right. kidding. That's really old. Right. How about kickball? Kick, kickball is universal. That's we universal. just, uh, we just, I walked my dinosaur to school, and uh, we didn't play many games. Yeah. Uh, a dinosaur walking is a full time. Yeah. So things change over time, but you are the one that was most recently in middle school. So. Yeah, and I, I did some research and was trying to kind of put my head back in in that world okay and um something that that i completely forgot about um because i've been involved in student ministry and um you know middle schoolers can be super annoying <laughs> and uh i kind of forgot the world that they lived in um one one side i found brought attention to the fact that a lot of these kids going from elementary school into middle school um all of a sudden they're being assigned to teams they're in classes now where they might be changing who they're in class with. Mm-hmm. It used to be, you know, there's a homeroom that's kind of it, mm-hmm. but now there's different right. people all day. Rotating through different classes. Yeah. Um, some of them are starting to be able to choose their own classes in, in some schools. Mm-hmm. Um, and the workload skyrockets. Yep. Hmm. Um, I remember I was, I was a, an okay student. Sixth grade. Just straight D's. Oh wow! I, yeah. I was uh, I immediately like could not handle the amount of homework and um, all these different forms of algebra and mm-hmm. it, it just it was just blindsided me. Hmm. Yeah, that's oh man. Parents are supposed to help with homework, aren't they? Yeah. I, was yes. just the I was thinking the same thing. I was like, no, algebra's coming back to my house. I'm not prepared for this. <laughs> so then how do parents even get started? Um, so the, you're telling me that the kids are going through enough transition. Um, they've got all this thrown at them, more schoolwork, uh, different schedules, all of these choices. And on top of that, um, their bodies are maturing, right? Oh, I wasn't even going to go there. Well, yeah, there's, there's a there's emotions yeah. that are raging. Yes. There's hormones that are raging, mm-hmm. and um, th- and they've got all of that to deal with on top of it. So, what is a parent supposed to do? Like, let's just chip away at this one problem at a time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think you had mentioned earlier that that kids are going through like an identity crisis. Yeah. So, what what do you mean by that? An identity crisis at eleven? So all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some of their some of the classmates, some of the kids figure this out earlier on, um, but but all of a sudden it stops being the the I guess the innocence of childhood where you know your two year old can walk around naked and not think anything of it. All, all of a sudden they grasp the concept of self mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. amongst other people, and so self consciousness starts to creep in, and kids are acting different. Mm-hmm. Because now they're realizing that other people are developing opinions of them, mm-hmm. and that so they, they need to stand out. Maybe is that what they're trying to do? And so they have to form this "Who am I?" Yeah, statement. Yeah, yeah. and often it's it's imitation, mm-hmm. and so whatever kid picks who they want to be, then they just like, oh, oh, we're all skateboarders now. Oh yeah, <laughs> I got you. Or, we want to be like the cool kids. We want to be unique. Right. And have our own personality, but we also want to blend in because we want to be part of the it crowd. Right. To mm-hmm. be accepted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a tough wrestling match for oh, sure. Yeah. Um, what did you do with your son and daughter to help them through that transition? Prayed 
hard. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Wow. I think one of the things that really helped me was I was part of a girl's Bible study where I think there were five or six of us moms that met every week and our kids were about the same age. So we, Mm. you know, we were kind of going, all going through it at the same time. Some of the moms had, you know, an older child, so they could kind of speak some wisdom and advice into Mm -hmm. the circle. And um, we just leaned on each other. You know, that was a big part of it. Um, Trying to find a good youth group or Mm -hmm. a ministry that specifically was for that age. So you could introduce them to things that would speak identity Mm -hmm. to them, good, strong identity. Yes. things that God would want them mm-hmm. to, how they would want to exhibit themselves and yeah. and lead their lives. So that's cool. So pointing them in the right direction would be a good help. Mm-hmm. Um, Bill, do you recall your sons uh, were both in middle school at one point? <laughs> it's been a while. And I can remember you telling stories about uh, dirt biking. Was that about the same time? Yeah, BMX. BMX, okay. Yeah, okay. they were 10 and 13, right, right, when we started that. I think one of the keys to that, that's, that's a good example, because what it did, it forced a... Uh, it forced them to spend time with me and their mom. Mm-hmm. And uh, otherwise, at that age, they, they're off doing their thing with their friends, mm-hmm. and you don't really know what they're doing or who their friends are. And mm-hmm. that's to me, that's just one of the really key important things is to know who their friends are. Mm-hmm. You've, you've heard the saying before, it's, it's what you read and who you hang out with that determine who you will be or who you are. Yeah. And at that age, it's, that is crucial. Mm-hmm. I would add to the, in this day, what are what are they online with and watching yes, on TV right. as well? What the media that they're consuming, mm-hmm. but they're friends more than anything. And we always tried to uh, not only w- with the BMX, but even when BMX season wasn't in, was to have activities going on at our house so mm-hmm. that the friends were at our house mm-hmm. a lot, mm-hmm. so that we knew who they were hanging out with and what they were doing and mm-hmm. and what uh, what was going on, as opposed. See you in three hours. And go, yeah, you go right. pick them up, and you don't know what's what's Cut happening. Them loose yeah. And, mm-hmm. yeah. Now, did you ever host uh, like Young Life? I know that's a good group. No, my son, my youngest son, was in Young Life. Uh-huh. Never, we never hosted that or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But you know, we we took them to church even when they didn't want to go. They went and they got involved in youth group, and we had a very they had a very good both of them good active youth group, mm-hmm. which was a good influence. You just want you you want them to have the right kind of peer pressure. They're going to have peer pressure. Mm-hmm. You want them to have the right kind of peer pressure. Mm-hmm. That's so a good way to say if it. they're hanging out with other other kids who have similar faith, mm-hmm. uh, then then that's a good thing, and they kind of hold each other accountable. And yeah. uh, this is yeah. what our group has you yeah. know, agreed to. Let's yeah. stick with it. Right. And one one thing too, I'm excited about with my, my daughter Mary is 11. She's going into the sixth grade this year, and uh, in the winter we're uh, we're going on the the radio station has uh, sponsored is sponsoring a missions trip to the Dominican Republic to the village mm-hmm. that we adopted, and Mary's going to go with us. Oh wow! And I'm really excited about that because I remember when my sons were about the same age, maybe a little older, they went on missions trips and it had just a huge impact on them right? to, to realize what they had, the privilege that they had, how a lot of the other world lived, and it really changed their attitude in a lot of, 
a lot of ways at that age. So I think it's that's another good thing to consider mm-hmm. uh, exposing your kids to how good they actually have it. So if they're like my wow. daughter right now, she's whining about it. She wants a cell phone every day. I have to hear this. You know, she picks them out on Amazon and can I order them? Oh my gosh! No, no, no. Did she go for rose gold so, or? But you know, so when a lot of the other kids around here have them, she assumes she should. When we go to the yes, Dominican right. Republic, she's going to see kids that don't have electric or plumbing. Right. And I think maybe the perspective that's will. just one of many things that's going to hit her mm-hmm. uh, when she well, when she's here. Something that we mentioned on our social media podcast uh, several podcasts ago was when kids get phones at that age and they join social media platforms, uh, the social experience Mm -hmm. leaves just leaves school and Mm -hmm. now it comes home with them. And so in middle school, this awkward phase that, that your middle schooler might be in, you're actually extending the awkwardness by letting Mm -hmm. them tag along. That's a really good point. 24 Mm seven. They're going to be, going through this, talking with people, mm-hmm. making new friends, falling out of friend groups. Mm-hmm. And if you can remember your level of immaturity I can. in middle school, yeah. imagine being yeah. 24-7 linked to that. Um, so, so this might be a time period where if, you're, if your kid does have a smartphone or, uh, or social media platform to mm-hmm. uh, put limits on that. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I mean, really, you can't isolate forever. Yeah, like they have to. They sure. have to know. Much as we would love to. <laughs> yeah. Amen to that. Do they still sell bubbles for kids? There was a boy in the bubble. Remember, yeah, I think I he do. had a much different problem. I but. do. Yeah. So, then, Mark, something else. You you had a quote about how kids are all over the place. Did you want to share that with us? Yeah. Um. One of the one of the quotes that I found that just seemed like it summed everything up okay. was, "If it seems like they're all over the place." It's because they are. <laughs> yeah, and if, I mean, what do you mean all over the place? What do you mean? Like, so if if today they like this and then tomorrow right. they don't, oh, okay, right? Or if they're really really sweet in public today yeah, right, right. and yeah. they're nasty tomorrow, okay. Or, Sour Patch Kids. <laughs> that's exactly it. That's the name of the podcast, the episode. Right? Did you see ever see those commercials <laughs> about the Sour Patch Kids where they're um, sweet and sour? They're really sweet. Uh, uh, yeah, and. So they get sweet and they're sweet to you a little bit. And then all of a sudden, pow, right in the face, they're sour. I've experienced that at home. Yeah. <laughs> they well, are know, all over the but place. But some of it, some of the all over the place thing then, as I'm thinking about it, is probably our fault as well as parents. Because I, I hear myself sometimes saying to Mary, I expect you to know better. I expect you to act mature and like mm-hmm. an adult. But then I don't trust her with any responsibility oh. or allow her to act like a mature person that there can make go. good decisions, you know. That's a good point. That's a real good point. So no wonder they're confused. We treat them like both ways. Yeah. So right. how do they know? You I know? know I'm always talking to my wife, uh, <laughs> Jessica, about equipping our daughter. Like like you say, you know, we expect them to meet these certain um, levels of, you know, these expectations we have, right? Yeah, right. You're going to get this done. You're going to do that. But then they can't always you know they can't drive themselves to their you know practices they can't go get the supplies they need for their projects and so i tell her i'm like you know we've got to equip her to be successful mm. in the in those areas that we expect her to you know so uh the immediately after that quote the, if they're all over the place they are um here's what follows it at moments like these think of your middle schooler as you would a frustrated young child acting out from hunger frustration or being overtired 
like small children, mostly they need a hug and attention to their basic needs. Mm-hmm. Your, your adolescent, like that toddler, does need you to provide boundaries and hold them accountable for their actions. But also like the toddler, they need you to be the calm, supportive parent you were mm-hmm. in their younger years when they had those similar lapses in emotional control. Hmm. <laughs> I think it is. I think that's part of the problem, too, that it's it's hard for us because we don't want our kids to grow up. We want them right. to yeah. be that loving little kid. That, the innocence. That, right. Yes. Yeah. And when we realize that it's happening, we get uh, anxious and upset mm-hmm. you know and so and that mm-hmm. comes out that comes out sometimes in our actions and our reactions mm-hmm. to things that they do it's, it's yeah it's a tough it's a very tough time for both the parent yeah. and the child and that's what the parents need to remember it's tough on them too yeah yeah and maybe you need to be vulnerable with with them well there's that but also <laughs> with other parents because you can easily get caught in the trap of thinking that it's just your kid who's oh yeah who's acting this way but oh the, yeah the, unlikely yeah oh yeah. very unlikely um yeah. my wife shared a, a social post or an article with me and um it was all about this woman's child turning 9 and she opened up with you know you heard of the terrible twos and and this and that but then she goes into this long explanation of all the things that her daughter does at 9 and I was laughing out loud reading this thing on the couch because everything this woman said was exhibited in our daughter. <laughs> and I thought, oh, my gosh, someone is in here with me. The trenches <laughs> are full of parents and the nine year olds are about to storm the castle. Like it's <laughs> it was really ridiculous. You know, the, all the different examples that she used. I was right there with her. So there's other like you say, there's other parents there with you. Maybe open up and be vulnerable uh, like Denise, you did with your women's Bible study. That was it was probably a really good solution. It was very helpful for me because it is important to know that you're not alone and you can feel that way sometimes. Sometimes it feels like uh, there's a whole lot of crazy and not a lot of calm. And so mm. it's good to have somebody to say, you know what, um, you're not the first parent to go through this middle school thing for your kids and you won't be the last one either. So mm-hmm. just hang in there. What do we do when as a parent, um, not just the cell phone, but other areas where they're pushing boundaries or testing limits. What do we do in in that area when they're trying to, they're trying to grow, they're trying to experience new things, or they're trying to get into, into new territory for themselves so they can figure out what they're all about. But how do we set healthy limits when they're testing, you know, how far they can push things? I, I would say plan ahead as much as you can have a, have a plan, discuss it. How, for instance, how are we going to handle cell phones? Talk to your spouse. If you have a spouse and you're mm-hmm. parenting together, how are we going to, what are we, what's our policy on this? So that when the questions come up, you're ready. What about sleepovers? How are we going to handle that? Are we going to mm-hmm. do that or not do that? How are we going to do dating? When are they going to date? When, what's the, what are our boundaries now with social media? Are we going to, mm-hmm. so on and so on. If you have those discussions ahead of time, then you're not blindsided and then keep the, Keep the communication open. I think that's a explain. Explain the why. Right. If, at this age, if they're old enough to ask for that, they're old enough to understand the, your reason why, even mm-hmm. if it means explaining the danger and scaring them a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think you mm-hmm. need to, you need to be honest with them, and uh, at some point you got to stop sheltering and yes. and you got to start letting them grow up a little bit. You yeah. do let, let them. They're going to push. 
Yes. You got to know when and to let them push and when to push back and why and and pick your battles. That's exactly what I was pick your say. battles. Pick Choose your battles. Your battles. Yeah. And I can remember my mom saying to me, "You have to decide: is this a hill that you want to die on?" Right. Yeah. And usually they're not. Right. 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 Well, and and I mean, I think this is a, a parenting one hundred and one thing, not just for middle schoolers, but you and your spouse need to be on the same page with those limits too, because Mm -hmm. the, the middle school in a season of inconsistency with your child, they need their parents to be consistent. So whatever boundaries you set, make sure it's, they're not, it's not the, all right, well I'm going to go to mom because I know dad's, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, I can remember our little lawyers specifically, (laughs) you know, just what you're talking about, Bill, we had a, a real crying afternoon with, uh, our daughter because we had a standing rule we had agreed together that our kids would not play online games where they could get exposed to you know chat or discussions mm. with other people because you don't know who's on the other end of of mm-hmm. that discussion you don't know who they're talking to they don't know who they're talking to um and our daughter told us that she was on a game and she met so and so who gave her a prize and they had met because they were in a conversation and we both of us looked at each other terrified, like, wait a minute, mm. none of your games are supposed to be online connected. You're not supposed to be in there. You know that. Wow. So we took a minute. We just took her device away for a moment and went to the other room and talked, got, you know, made sure that we were on the same page and that yeah. neither of us had unlocked it. We looked at what had gone on and somehow she pushed the limits. She had tested the limits by finding a way, you know, in a game to talk to other people mm. innocently enough because the the group or the chat room that she joined was, you know, Christian something playing this game. So it was in her part, innocent enough, but we disabled the online connection and then we brought her in and we had a talk with her and we showed her just like you said, scared her a little and she broke down in tears because she out of innocence was trying to just play this game that she enjoyed. And we told her this is not a safe game and not a safe environment and we Mm -hmm. have to take it away from you. And it was tears and it was bad. But by the end of the conversation, she realized that, yeah, there are real dangers, Mm -hmm. you know, to exposing yourself to people who you don't know their identity and and that it can draw, you know, kids into dangerous situations. And that's, we hit on this earlier, having other families, other parents that you talk to, that's Mm -hmm. when it's a good time to talk to their best Mm -hmm. friend's parents and say, hey, we just dealt with this. A, be alert for your children, and B, it's probably going to come up between our kids. Right. So right. you need to be prepared, and we need to be on the same page as as friends because mm-hmm. that's one thing I hear all the time from my daughter is, well, so-and-so has a phone or so-and-so mm-hmm. has yeah. an Instagram yep. account, and um, it's really helpful when her friends, parents are on the same page as us. It doesn't happen all the time, but when it does, it's awesome. Yes, yeah. So as I don't have a middle schooler, um, so I'm asking the parents – what happens when your kid's best friend has a completely different set of rules in this confusing, confusing time? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It, well, it's hard because it, it's harder to defend because the, the, the comeback is always, well, she's been on Instagram for a year and she's never had a problem. Mm-hmm. So it's, it makes it harder, you know, harder to defend that. We actually had an, a, we, Mary uh, wanted an Instagram account. We wouldn't let it. We actually had a friend of hers who's her age had an account, set one up for her. Oh, my. Yeah, and her what? name and sent her the, and, and we were like, oh. when we, I was right. like, when I saw it, I was like, wait a minute. She's winning. And now she goes, no, I didn't know. I didn't yeah, know. Yeah. And then we found out what had happened. 
And uh, so, it, yeah, it makes it really, it makes it difficult, but you yeah. can navigate through it. Just remember, mm-hmm. you're, you know, really hard parenting lesson is that you are the parent. You're not their mm-hmm. friend. Mm-hmm. Right. You want to be their friend, and but you can't be. Mm-hmm. Right. At the expense of being their parent. Our job is to create the boundaries. Our job is to protect them. Mm-hmm. Right. We're, and we're stewards of these little gifts until yes, they're yep. old enough to be out and doing their own thing. And sometimes that, that means being the bad guy. And it comes down to protection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really think that, that that's, the, that's the key. It's yeah. protection, you know, uh, protecting their innocence as long as possible, protecting their, their bodies from harm and making sure that their spirits are protected. And just, just on the tail end of that uh, Instagram story you shared, Bill, um, I want to recommend everyone go back and re-listen to episode 15, uh, Youth and Social Media. Uh, just just brush up on some of these things that, that kids are capable of um, that you might not have any clue how on earth that works, yeah. but, but kids pick it up quick. They've grown up with it at this point, yep. and we all need to be educated I think one thing uh, that I try to do, too, is because they were getting to the age of wanting to make just some decisions on their own. I Mm -hmm. tried to create opportunities for them to actually take the lead in some decision making Mm -hmm. um, so that they had options and they could kind of learn to make some decisions and and own it, you know, right. The outcome and the. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know. If we're constantly, it was like Bill was saying, we have to, we have to let go at some point, you know, and it's not just totally letting go of the, of the rain, but it is giving them a little bit of the rain so that they can choose wisely. That's how they learn to choose well. And that's ultimately what we want them to do when they are on their own, making good choices. Well, I think for anybody who is uh, facing a child that's growing up right now and will soon become a middle schooler or someone who's in the thick of the of the trenches and they're you know <laughs> at odds with their middle schooler i think that denise hit uh, hit it on the head guidance with options you know you're there to guide them to bring them up and um, to show them you know the right way to handle life and and help them find out who they are through through guidance mm-hmm. and then also bill struck up another another key point boundaries making sure that you and your spouse are on the same page that you have set boundaries for your your child to live in that you've set boundaries for your family to live in and maybe even um you know recruit some other parents to get on the same page so that you're all uh in one group and maybe while you're together in that group uh maybe the best bit of advice is to rely on prayer because ultimately god cares much more about your your child more than even you do so um be sure to bathe everything that you do in prayer and uh, get those friends uh, to be prayer partners with you over the lives of those kids as they move through this difficult time period together. And then uh, we'll be praying for you as well, parents right. of middle schoolers. So it's tough it out. It can't last forever. Be well sure. Worth it. <laughs> it well is worth well worth it. it. Mm-hmm. Be sure to yeah, download. Yeah, they're teens. Yay! Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> Everything's Our, over when they hit high school. <laughs> you have nothing to worry about at that point, right? Oh. <laughs> on contrary. Stay tuned. <laughs> well, listen. Be sure to download the Bridge Mobile app. Uh, you can get the latest podcast episodes there. If you enjoyed the podcast, share it with a friend. Maybe someone else who's uh, confronting middle schoolers. 
Provide feedback, share other show topics that you'd like to hear about by emailing us at podcast at 887thebridge.com and get complete show notes on this episode when you visit our website, 887thebridge.com. 